From Bella Vista Hotel, this is Two Brownish Girls, a Western Sydney-based podcast speaking of the Pacifica Australian experience. We're your hosts, Talitha and Cripps. Just a quick disclaimer and explicit content warning. Our podcast is 100% unfiltered and from our own personal views. This podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of this land in which we record this podcast, the Darug people. Sovereignty has never been ceded. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Hello, 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 our loyal to Brownish Girls listeners, and welcome to episode four, season four of the, obviously, the Two Brownish Girls <laughs> podcast. We hope everyone has been well and enjoying the two long weekends in a row, and if you're religious, enjoying your respective religious holidays that have crossed over this month. Not, I'm just not wishing happiness for the people who are religious, but just for everyone in general, but just saying <laughs> you are religious. I just want to point that out before we receive any comments on our Instagram account. DMs. Anyway, as we always say, we love interviewing Pacifica from all walks of life, and it's very important to us to provide a broad representation for our community. In saying that, Western world has always put limitations on our community with stereotypes on what we can achieve. That's why it's incredibly important for us on this podcast to interview our community and give space to everyone's lived experiences and hopefully encourage the younger generations of Pacifica to achieve their goals. On that note, we are honoured to have two young Pacifica women on the podcast today. Not only are they representing their respective backgrounds, but also making waves in the academic and creative spaces here in Sydney. We welcome Amelia and Talo. Thank you. Hi. Hi. (laughs) We're all mutual fans of each other. (laughs) How are you both today? Good. Thank you so much for the introduction. Yeah. We love a good introduction here on the podcast. We just feel like it's necessary yeah. for everyone to have a really good introduction. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. We're still on the emotional um, viewing of, like, back-to-back Mama 2014-2015 episodes with, like, G-Dragon and Taeyong and Jimin taking his shirt off. Special mentions. Yeah, special mentions to our South Korean brethren. Um, <laughs> maybe one day we'll interview on the podcast. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Manifest capable interviews for a Pacific Islands podcast. Well, guys, thank you for joining us today mm. and thank you for making the trek all the way here. So thank you for that. No, thank you for having us. Uh, as we do, we'll kick off with the Two British Girls ASL, the age, social media handle, and Indigenous land you acknowledge. Take it away. <laughs> age. Wait, Sam Talo. <laughs> Just so our listeners know, like, whose voice belongs to who. Yes. Sam Talo. And 21 Ancestry. Mm. Okay, I'm of Samoan descent. So on my mother's side, I'm from Iwa and Nusutia and... I'm from Solo Solo and Falepunga on my father's side. And Indigenous land. So I was born in Tamaki Tom- Makoto in South Auckland. Little more represent. And I'm currently living living on Darul Country, aka Sea Town. Oh, and social media handle. Oh yes, follow me, Taloniko, T-A-L-O-N-I-K-O. You heard it here first. Shout Thank out you. <laughs> um, hi, everyone. My name is Amelia. Um, I am 21. I am of Samoan ancestry. Uh, Mum's side is Faleapunga and Lotufanga, and my dad is Faleapunga. Uh, social media handle is at amlamositele uh, on Instagram. Um, follow me on LinkedIn at um, Amelia Lamositele. Connect on me or connect with me, please. <laughs> Um, and I will do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please, please, please. We've got the connection. Um, and uh, the land that I'm currently residing on is Dark Nation of the Tugabu clan. Uh, yeah, aka Tungabi. AKA Tungabi. Shout out the fucking two. Yeah, the fucking two. Yes. So all areas of Western Sydney are, co- are, colli- are um, combining today. It's a yes. collaboration, mm-hmm. but it's a collaborate effort. 
Absolutely. Shout out, shout out all our respective train lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As someone who don't, I don't drive, so I still respect my train lines. Shout out to the train. Shout out, shout out. The Western line, yes. Oh, my God. It's been a long time since I've been on train, so respect. Um, yes, yeah, so we want to talk a little bit about your childhoods and, you know, let the listeners know a little bit about who you are and then we can, like, delve into a few topics about whatever. I think, yeah, as we said offline, this episode, we really just wanted to share space with you both. We're so inspired by, like, who you are and what you do. And, you know, you might think that you're just, what am I doing? Like, no, just your presence alone and who, and who you are and your soul, like, it radiates. And mm-hmm. we after after Tullo's birthday, Master 21st, like, we <laughs> um we were just like yeah let's get them on the fucking podcast so yeah. yeah please if we can just hear a little bit about your upbringing and um to find out who you were up until today no pressure they're both to anyone <laughs> please see on the podcast please <laughs> this episode is like anointed by, by them anointed. yes <laughs> Oh, okay. Um, so I was born in a uh, minimal hospital in uh, New Zealand. Um, and then something happened and then ended up in Australia. I don't really have the clear story. Um, but yeah, ended up in Australia. Dad got a new job, apparently. Um, and then, yeah, here I am. How old were you when you um, moved? So according to my mom, I was like, still a baby so i wasn't even one yet oh wow yeah um and we lived up in brisbane first oh and then yeah i was um a queenslander originally and then um my parents separated and then we moved down to uh sydney yeah so uh, did you have family here as well like in sydney already not really. Um, we did have one over in Coogee. He's um, my uncle's still there. My uh, sister's cousin. Oh, my my sister's cousin. Boy, my mom's cousin. Mm. Um, but other than that, not really. And then slowly, like we found like Tuttle's family and stuff like that because yeah by the way we're cousins, yeah, we're cousins. <laughs> <laughs> we should have clarified that in the introduction I don't know why I didn't clarify that oh my gosh should, two uh, brownish girls and two beautiful cousins yes and two brownish cousins <laughs> two brownish <laughs> yeah and then yes yeah, slowly just like more uh, finding more family yeah. in the area and stuff so yeah it was yeah pretty hectic, but yeah, I went to um, private school. Oh, not really private schools because um, they were still in the area and they were just Catholic schools if anything. <laughs> and then yeah, just went to Catholic schools for all of my schooling. Mm. Yeah, and now I'm in uni. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There we go. Oh, me. So I was born in Middlemore as well, South Auckland, and then I came when I was. Four or five, so like just before I started school, and um, I think I've kind of been around everywhere in the area. So like when we first moved to Australia, um, my family lived in Lakemba. Shout out, so, Asian yeah. stronghold. Shit. Yeah, I need to stop doing everything by race. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So like where I first started off here, and then we moved to Livo, and I spent most of my childhood there. Mm. And I've been in Campbelltown for the past six years. And so, yeah, that was pretty much me. And um, I will say, because me and Amelia were, like, third, fourth cousins, technically. But, like, Amelia saying when, like, our families first started arriving here, we didn't have a lot of family. Mm. So, like, I find myself being drawn, like, closer to, like, my distant relatives, like, growing up here together. Mm. We kind of had no one else to turn to. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that, I feel like that's why our bond grew. Because, like, we were the only family we had here. Because I feel like most of our immediate, like, first cousins in their family. Or live in the islands or they live in New Zealand. Mm. How did you find each other? Because it, it didn't sound like you lived in the same areas. 
Oh, oh. yeah, because I'm because so I'm originally from like Tricky and Shelby, so like mountain yeah. ways, um, and just recently moved to Tungabi. But yeah, um, I think like I think I just went over to her house. The first ever time. Yeah, the first ever time. Like we just went over to each other's houses, and then it was just like, oh, okay, we're cousins. Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. we just started playing with each other and stuff. So yeah, that that's just how it went. And it was always um like it was always like a a treat to go over their house because it was such a long drive. Yeah. yeah. Thirty minutes was so long. Wait, like, oh. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. When you don't know where you're going, you're literally, like, yeah. literally. <laughs> oh no, I remember like. I was uh, I was in the area, so like I've never officially lived in Blacktown in Mountie, mm. but like I have very fun childhoods, like memories of like being in Mountie every single weekend at her house or at our cousin's house. Yes. So like I had memorized the way to get from my house all the way to her house. <laughs> like I would like make sure that we were turning at the right place so I could know if we were going to Amelia's house. Yes. I'd be like. He's, yes. he's turning. He's turning. <laughs> yeah. with parents and not telling us where we're going. Yeah, yeah they're just yeah. like in the car. Exactly <laughs> that like yeah. weird thing that they always do. We're just going somewhere. Where are we going? We need to know. I don't understand. Yeah, yeah well, like, exactly. They always do that like a cryptic, like this is fucking Indiana Jones or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, I felt that. I would whenever I go to my distant relatives in um, Plumpton. It's I had like certain like um, KFCs or Hungry Jacks that I knew that we were going there. Yeah. So, like, mm, yes. That's so good. Like, so you had that connection at such an early age. And it's good. Cool. I mean, that's true that a lot of people don't realize, you know, when we immigrate to like new countries, that a lot of us don't have family here. So it's like a it's a it's a really good thing finding your community finding like the family that you have to make sure that you still mm. like to keep that connection like with the mother country which i'm like i'm not saying like holding the gun to like white people's head and everything <laughs> i'm just saying like it is difficult to us because we're such family orientated like not just us yeah. specific islanders but just any immigrant like any minority that comes here like we're usually really family orientated yeah and like mm. multiple generations too yeah, yeah. so then come yeah. to be like Ugh actually yeah <laughs> no one here for you yeah they're like oh that's great it's like you've left everyone like back in the mother country so it's like yeah even living next to each other like i miss that in my early childhood when all the family lived in the same street in the yeah. area <laughs> it's like getting trouble with your parents and you have enough you go to your grandparents and get loved because you're like yeah you're like i want attention because i did something bad but i don't want to get in trouble for it so i'll go to your house <laughs> <laughs> not manipulation tactics yeah you know i um i thought about the other day you know because all of us have obviously moved from a different country, whether it's New Zealand or straight from like Fiji. I always think about, and I asked my dad this like two weeks ago, I said to him like, you know, I know that we moved here to Sydney, but was there ever a chance that we could have moved somewhere else? Mm. Like, you know, you think I think about my relatives that I have in like the US mm. or like other, just other countries. And I'm like, was there ever a chance that I could have been, like, could have been like a, like you know, team here or America. Yeah, like um, what they call them, like American Poly Twitter. Like, could I? Yeah. Would I ever have been a part of that? I found, <laughs> out, I found out from my dad that it was either Sydney or it was New York, and I was like, ah! Oi, Ultra! I'm gonna be friends with all the rats in New York City. Oh, the universe. Yeah. Yeah. My dad's like, oh, I met your mom in Sydney. I was like, oh, well, I could have been born as someone else, maybe. Maybe like a rich yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the east side. Yeah. He held me back. <laughs> yeah. And my dad said, like, he said no. He's like, no. Nah. It would have been, it would have just been Sydney because my, his mom, my grandma made him move there because we had, his sisters were here. I was like, oh. How long were they here for? Shame. Oh, How long were they here for? Before. um oh only five like the his sisters were here for like five years but we had like oh, okay. other relatives that had been here since like the 80s so but like again they were like distant we didn't know them until we got here yeah. i was like oh true it's a crazy thing like even hearing your story like your three is like so completely different to mine because like my grandparents came to guildford in like 1967 i'm like mm. jesus christ that would be really white australian policy because like, the white australian policy just ended so yeah it's just like but then this start area was starting to get, it was always chaotic up there, but it started to get more ethnic. So I think that's why I was like, oh, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> Did you both ever have that experience? Like, could it have been another 
place or like if you ever stayed in I feel like there's a very good chance that we could have just stayed in Enzo. Mm. It's always think about that like what would I have ended up like if like <laughs> what type of person because I feel like my experience he was very like I couldn't have had the same experience growing up in NZ that I had here because mm. in NZ specifically in like South Auckland like nearly all of NZ's Pacifica like population lives yeah. in South Auckland. Oh do they? Yeah, I know so nothing like, about. Yeah, yeah. If you go to NZ and you start walking through South Auckland, it's like all brown people. Yeah, there's more islanders than oh, wow. there's white people. You ever walk through areas yeah. in Sydney and you see one brown person, you're like, oh my gosh, yeah. brown person. In South Auckland, if sometimes it feels like the opposite. Yeah. And I yeah. see one white person, I'm like, oh, you're here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me at Granville, like when I see a white person in Granville, I'm like, oh wow. I'm like, oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's cute. But like when we moved here, I was like predominantly raised in areas that had a mostly white population mm-hmm. even going to school yeah so like that was a very distinct like Difference. i guess yeah mm. that i don't think i would have had if i grew up in south Auckland. wow i think about it all the time i'm like i've been thinking a lot about alternate realities and what in universes i think yeah i think about yeah. like what could have happened <laughs> yeah like what could have happened if you didn't like leave brisbane or if you if you didn't come to australia like what what your life could have been like and then i realized okay i'm grateful for this version of myself yeah like i think if i said in new zealand i probably would have had a baby by now same two yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think about that all the time two babies and i probably would have been a little bit more immersed in my culture so i'd really i'm i i miss that but then i think i probably would have it would have been immersed in the culture, but with a religious lens. And I, yeah. Do you guys? I don't want to say brainwashed, but like, do you miss that part, the culture part? Like, I, I, I think I envy it, of how yeah, it's like everyone's so immersed in it over there. And there's more people. Yeah. There's more. There's more. The speaker yeah. there. Um, because it'd be hard to come yeah. from like a place like that than here. Yeah. Yeah, to come here where it's like you're the minority. It's like, oof. yeah. Yeah. But again, I can't even speak too much on it because I was there for six months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fake. <laughs> I was there for Wait, six months. What do you mean? You went there every year. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I went for school holidays. and No, I I think I just, I go back and I wish that was my lived experience. Mm. I wish I had that. Because they say genetically you always end up going back to where you're born. Mm. Like they say that, like the FBI profilers. <laughs> So they always find serial killers because serial killers will always go back to their hometown of where they're from. So they oh. cannot kill for like 20 years and they'll find them in the hometown they're from. Wow. So in case you're saying that, if I was a serial killer, I'd be back in Parramatta. <laughs> <laughs> Just <laughs> jokes. I'm not a serial killer. Please do not write comments on our posts or our Instagram DMs. I'm too overwhelmed with life at the moment. We don't need that. We don't, I don't need that. that. But yeah, like that connection that you still have with the because do you all often go back often? Not much. I haven't been back in a while for my own, like, family struggles. So oh. in terms yeah. of like going to like to see family or like or New, Zealand. New Zealand. Um, last time I went was twenty nineteen. Oh, that's recent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, <laughs> it was it was to go and look after my um my auntie. My mom's sister, mm-hmm. um, and it was like for a whole month, but it was just weird because like I'm the youngest of oh, okay. like three, and like I was spoiled a lot, so I can relate to that thing. Yeah. yeah, so having to like take care of like the elderly was like different, and I was kind of lost. And like it's usually yeah. my mom that's always on her toes, always doing stuff. Yeah. Um, so it was very weird. Even like in a lot of social settings, like a lot of like um like at uh, family functions, it's always kind of weird because like I come from a single parent household dynamic. Mm-hmm. So even like like and we ha- have no boys in the house. It's all girls. Oh. So yeah, wow. it's it's really weird. <laughs> wow, I'm like wow. Yeah, so anything that i've had to see like got like you know serving coffee and stuff to your elders like of course to your elders but like even with the whole like men first and stuff i've had to observe first and then act upon it but yeah so like even going to nz it's still it's it's kind of weird because like i don't know 
their jokes are different, things yeah. are different overall. But yeah, I do envy that whole like wanting to immerse myself in uh, culture more deeply. Mm. But yeah. 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 <laughs> How about when you went back to NZ? Last time was 2019 as well. Um, I don't know. It feels weird because, like, I obviously feel very at home. Like, every time you go back, it's, it's very homey vibes. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel uncomfortable. Like, I can walk around the streets and it's fine. But um, I feel like the family dynamics is, like, really weird mm-hmm. because um, it's one of those things where, like, your community is so tight-knit that, like, yeah. I sometimes feel like an outsider, like, when I come to those spaces. Yes. So, like... Me and Amelia are, like, super close, even though we're, like, technically not, like, super closely related. Yep. But then when I go back to meet my first cousin and Zed, it's more awkward. Yes. So, like, I'm excited to see them because I love NZ. Like, I love the country. I love, like, mm. going there. But, like, yeah, I always feel like that cousin. <laughs> you know, yes. That cousin. Yeah. You feel even more of an outsider. Yeah. And there may not be things that they're doing to make you feel that way. It's just... Like you said, how tight knit they are that because yeah. you're not. I don't have that. that same relationship. Mm. And the yeah. jokes, like joking and everything. Oh, yeah. oh well, it's I different. Yeah, when I go back to Fiji. Like, cause... why am I the butt of the joke? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's always the accent. Like, oh, okay. uh, yeah. it's always the accent. It's always, always the accent. pronunciation of Fishing words. Cheeks. And I, I think that's like also like what made me stop learning Samoan because I would always try, like just even just using little words like to help me remember them mm-hmm. and like i would say them when i'm there and they're like yeah, can you say that again i'm like yeah like they love you know culture like Fiji has i don't want to do like pacific islands of culture i feel like it's just pacific island in culture if you want to correct me i suppose you can <laughs> i suppose um, i sound so hostile with the instagram but um like yeah like you try and speak can i try and speak Fiji, and they'll laugh at you if you mispronounce it i'm like then well how am i meant to learn because then in another in another sentence, the elder relatives are yelling at you for not knowing the language. And I'm like, well, you're not exactly making it like a very comfortable place for me to try and learn it. Mm. And it's not like we don't have the resources. We're not, we don't have like what, a, like a many resources as like maybe the, even the European languages here where they have like fucking like Russian school, Italian school and everything. Like I mm. wish that we had it to that extent where you had to like actually learn adult, like or kindergarten or primary school, high school level. Cause it'd be good for like, our younger generations, all of us to learn properly, like fluently from a proper teacher. Yeah. Well, I'm packing already. Taking like 20 minutes in. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, that's how I feel like Mm. all that stuff in regards to, I think it's a hard thing because like we're always told that, oh yeah, coming here is like a good opportunity, which it is like financially and everything, career wise and everything. But it's like, then you don't know what you fit in with your culture. Because I feel like even though no matter what I do, I feel like I'm never going to fit in with my culture, that I've just accepted mm. it. Like, before the podcast, I was more upset about it, but now, like, I really don't give a fuck. Like, I've just accepted it. At the end of the day, I'm still fit yeah. in. Like, yeah. I'm still eat okay. So it's like, yeah. you can't change my DNA unless, like, there's a mm. machine or some weird thing. But Yeah. You know what I realised as well? Like, going back to New Zealand, I only realised this, like, today is like, two minutes ago in my head. Um, <laughs> I think I used to go back... Uh, like I when I went back I think I tried to find my identity there yeah I tried I to find you understand yeah. you understand what I'm trying to say like uh, I think I tried to find my identity there yeah. and because I because I, I felt to myself I didn't it wasn't here I was like no yeah, yeah. no this white this white narrative no it's not me it's it's clearly in New Zealand and then I think, like, obviously with COVID, I haven't been back. But even more so, I've not wanted to go back because I feel like I've found it now. Yeah. And I've, yeah. And I've realised that it's not there. And I'm like, how could this, like, six months of my life try and, like, define me for the rest of my life? When I think I just like, have to acknowledge that, obviously, just the timing. Like, I was there. Mum was still pregnant and it happened. But I think if it, if it happened any differently, I probably would have been born here and yeah, so, ah, yeah. oh, well, that's a picture. <laughs> yeah. Close, that's, I'm done for the day. <laughs> it's crazy, hey, because it's crazy to, even, like, because, like, I, like, didn't even realise most Pacifica are born overseas. Mm. Like, I'm always, like, my brother and I, my young cousins, we were all, like, born here. And then, But then again, it's, like, like a, my dad's family has been here for, like, 
over 50 years now. So it's like, yeah. or nearly 50 years. So it's like a different, even to that, and then it's just weird because it's like they still expect you to know about the culture. It's like, well, we've been here like <laughs> since 1967. Yeah. Like you can't get angry at me if I don't know stuff when you literally put me in Penrith too. Like <laughs> what I'm going to learn about Fijian culture in Penrith when it's like still the white Australia policy there. Someone's going to come for me. Someone is going to be like, hey, what are you talking about Penrith again? I'm like, but true, like the demographic, it's like, it's kind of like, what do they expect you to do? Like to get used to it. And yeah. Then, like, so there's so many levels and like, and like, and we're the older generation. Like, how do you both like as a younger generation feel with everything now? Because I feel like in my personal, like what I've seen online and everything, mm-hmm. I feel like the younger generation, you're, you're allowed to like be more proud of your culture than in comparison to like when we were in high school. Like how do you Very much that? like assimilation. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably still that now, but like it was heavily like, you know, like we were saying before, everyone thought that because we weren't white, we must be black. Yeah. Yeah. Like African-American. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, I can't say the N-word in rap, so yeah, I am not black. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like how does it feel? Because you're only 21. To mm. anyone. <laughs> We're doing the to anyone move, if anyone knows. Which I know you all know because I know heaps of Pacific Islanders listen to K-pop. Secret K-pop stands. All stands, stand culture. But yeah, like how has it felt so far? Just in regards to that, like being the younger generation coming up, being allowed to, and also seeing a lot of more like community um, driven like initiatives or like like even like the last two days more two yeah more two at like the whitlam center like how does it feel just being part of like being allowed to be yourself more than i feel like our generation was Mm. yeah i don't know like i can't speak obviously on behalf of like our entire generation but i definitely say it's, it's like a give and take i think like the more we force ourselves to like take that step and be proud of our culture other people see that and then they want to do the same and then it's just a constant like I see you doing something to rep the culture and it inspires me to do that and then mm. I inspire you and so like I always see these people like sharing stuff about the culture and um sometimes I feel like I'm playing catch up like in my own life because growing up I lived in two very different worlds mm. I had my family's like life like growing up with Amelia and the girls in the area and it was like all the girls like could speak someone pretty well mm. And then, like, I had my own personal life, like, going to school and, like, my immediate family where, like, none of my siblings and I, like, speak Samoan. Like, we can kind of understand it, but, like, it was very different seeing how, like, how my cousins and my family had grafted culture as opposed to me. Mm-hmm. And, like, they had that very um, unique lived experience of living in Mountie and Blacktown, which is an area that has a lot of Islander yeah. people. So, like, even though it's not the same as, like, South Auckland or something, there's still that same energy of, like, being surrounded by your own people. Yeah. And I was that one cousin that lived in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and so, like, I went to, like, a white school. Mm. My neighbours were all white. And so I feel like now that, like, I have my own independence and I don't feel like I need to live or, like, compete with these people. Yeah. Because, yeah, growing up, I would I was, like, into everything all the white girls were into. Like, I would listen to the same music. What type I, of music? Uh, I was... I was so into like my indie, yes. my indie music in oh, high I school. That. I was such an indie girl. Oh, she wore a choker for like, <laughs> like two years straight. You would see her like come up to the, like the family reunion um, mass, and she would have her choker. And I would just and like at first I was just like in the church. <laughs> I did That's not care, yeah. but it was yeah, it was her thing for like a, a very like. Good I was wild, very alternative. Yeah. Moment, yeah. It's so funny, yeah. So like those two worlds that I was living in, that like I would talk to my friends about this one thing, and like I'd have to t- constantly like code switch. Mm. So like sometimes I'd forget and slip up and like mention it to like the other group, and they wouldn't know what I was talking about. I would like come to like our family functions and be talking about Tumblr, and they'd be like, "What's that?" Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Was that like what's reblogging? <laughs> so yeah. Um, now I feel like I'm at a place where like I've accepted the past that I like from both of those 
mm. like different lifestyles living. Yeah. Because I felt the need to like play different roles. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, we like, relate to that. Yeah, I was like too <laughs> ethnic for like my white friends at school. Yeah. And I was and too, too white for my family. Oh my gosh, I'm tricky. Yeah. <laughs> but like now, I like just don't care. Like yeah, it's get to that yeah. stage. Yeah. Level like, code switching. Level. I'm like I'm proud. Like if I like something, I like it. Like yeah. I don't want to feel the need to like something because someone else is telling me or dislike something because yeah. of that. Yeah, no, I feel that. Yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, it was just that thing where, um, like, I felt like those white people thing, quote unquote, and those, like, Islander things. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, because I like these white things, I'm not really Islander. But, like, I've really, like, come to a better place right now where I'm like, yeah, I'm an yeah. Islander that likes this stuff, like, regardless of what you think of it. Was there a tipping point? It? Yeah. I think it was once I got out of school oh. because I was surrounded by only white people and it was just a predominantly white space mm. that like it was subconsciously reinforcing that idea because like all these white people are telling me like do you like this stuff too and like yes like, I don't want to admit it but like yes I do you're like I love Ed Sheeran <laughs> you're saying that I'm uh, saying that <laughs> not me <laughs> but yeah like once I like was out of that space and then find found myself still liking those things yeah. that's when i realized i was like there were certain things i i genuinely did like and it wasn't just because of peer pressure yeah so i was just like well i'm still islander so it's obviously like i'm still islander regardless of what i like mm-hmm. i guess that's what that's the place i've come to now that's what the fact that definitely is Crips and i like reflective in that is that yeah like deep in the if you like anything that's not stereotypical islander our community has like this really bad fucking habit of being like Oh, you're not like Islander enough because you, you know yeah. you listen to the Strokes or yeah. you have like a weird obsession with like no, Mountain yeah. from BTS. It was really <laughs> no, but like anything alternative that's different. Yeah. Like, I went to Slayer and I got told by my auntie like you know that's devil worship music, and I said not really because like the lead singer of Slayer is like a strong Christian. But thanks, it's just a lot of devil imagery. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you going to Slayer, you going to heavy metal because I used to go to like um. What is a music festival called? Oh my gosh, I went to like a few of them. Soundwave? Soundwave. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, if there you don't fit deep... that mold, like, yeah. it's like they don't realize how alienating it is. Then they get angry at you that you don't know your culture. I'm like, this is like a fucking yeah, exactly. weird you should situation. <laughs> like, you tell us, like, you know, you tell us that we're not being like ethnic enough. Then, like, when we're <laughs> ourselves, you're like, um, when yeah. we try to learn a language, you're like, <laughs> like Wait, and then yeah. I show up to a funeral wearing a crop top, and my family's like, why are you wearing that? <laughs> I'm like, why not? <laughs> anyway, it's not about us today. But uh, yeah, <laughs> we resonate deeply with that because uh, yeah. it was just yeah, such a different time. Like, you're just like, I don't give a fuck anymore. Like, yeah, I am what I am. Did you feel the same way, Amelia? So for me, it was more like I just didn't like any of it. So like footy was a big thing. I hated footy. I hated Wait. sport. I hated all that. Didn't like any of it. So I was always um, in the books and studying or, like, barely studying. Just, like, yeah, I was always in my own little world. And then when, like, high school came around, it was, like, it, it felt like more pressure because, like, oh, you have to listen to this, you have to listen to that, or you have to know this, you have to know that. And I tried that for a year. Didn't work out. <laughs> so uh left. <laughs> left the Islander group and kind of just did my own thing and just hung out with the other Islanders that uh like yeah on the same boat like yeah. we didn't all like if anything the same boat um people were also my cousins <laughs> <laughs> so yeah so like some of us like rap some of us like rock you know some of us like k-pop and stuff like that and we did our own things and we weren't we weren't very sporty as well we were very much just like concentrating on studying so yeah like yeah during school I never really cared about it um but I did kind of go through that whole like I did associate um my culture with that kind of stuff like anything that's labeled with islander so like footy and um church and music and stuff like that I always associated with it and so Mm -hmm. because I didn't like that stuff I was like well I don't really, ugh, I don't really, like, I love being someone, but it's not, like, a big part of, it wasn't a big part of me yeah. until later on that I started, like, researching about my own culture and just really learning about the history and yeah. just be, being more, in, um, 
just being more interested in it and mm -hmm. um, instead of the like surface level stuff. So, and then that's where my pride came back and it's, yeah, it's so big now. So yeah, I feel that. <laughs> yeah, I think growing up you're taught that they have to be mutually like they have to be exclusive yeah like you can only like island stuff or you can only like other things yes yeah but like i think that's why sometimes people get shocked when they meet us because we're very like at least nowadays like we're very adamant on like our ancestry and being proud of where we come from yeah, yeah. but then when we start playing 21 they're like oh you like <laughs> yeah yeah like this is not richard parker <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah there's like that shock of like yeah the fact that we have like a personality but it's like one of those things yeah. that, like people can be more that that more than that one mold but it doesn't mean they have to deny it as well yeah i'm very proud of being islander but then i also like other things that yeah. like yeah. Aren't typically and it doesn't islander. like that doesn't minus this but i always think that this minus is that exactly you know? yeah there always seems like a minus 100 ethnic Islander points. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, like, oh, her, her tattoos, none of them are Islander. Now, minus fucking 500 points. On the yeah. yeah. Like, or anything, like, that's to that, like, you know, that level. Or it's like, yeah, like, I always get, like, accused of, like, oh, but, you know, she always goes to the Northern Hemisphere, but she doesn't come to Fiji. And then, like, it would turn into just a race relations discussion between my aunties. I'm like, what the fuck has this got to do with anything? I just like going to, I just like yeah. going to American Europe. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, oh, she's married, most likely going to marry, like, a non-Fijian anyway. No, she's not. And I'm like, why are you talking like I'm not here? I'm like, here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I feel like you take on myself. Relax with the husband stuff, please. But that's the, the culture thing, being proud. It's like, I feel like it took a while. Like, did it take a while for you to get proud of the culture? Because it took me until, like, 2018, basically. It took um, me to the start of this fucking podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the year before the podcast, I went to Fiji for my cousin's funeral in, like, January 2018. And then, um, cause he was going to be buried with my yada, like who I'm named after. And so I was like, oh no, like I said, like, well, one yada brought him into the world. I need to take him out like to make sure he's all right with his funeral. And I never like, cause they all worried the family. Cause when I went for the first time to Fiji in 1999, apparently it caused PST for, PTSD for the whole family because I was dramatic. I hated the weather. I cried the whole time for six weeks. And I said, I wanted to go back to Sydney because I hate everything about this country. <laughs> and my mom's like, you just fucking deal with being here on holiday. I'm like, I fucking hate this place. I'm taking it back. I'm like, Pokemon yellow in Sydney. It's so hot. It is humid. I'm stressed. And I was like literally nine years old. So don't like come for me that I hate. But it was January 2018. And I remember like just landing in Nandi, like the international airport. And then seeing all these tourists run to the sides of the plane to see how green and blue Fiji was. And then, like, even the flight stewards in front of me were like, oh, can we just pretend to be sick so we can just stay in Fiji for a few days? And then I was just started crying on the plane. I was like, oh, my God, they're talking about my mother country. Like, this is where I'm from. Like, my yeah. people are from here. And people are, like, screaming, pushing each other to see the land. That, that's my people. I was just like, oh, my gosh. I started crying. I was like, are you, my family? Like, are you all right? I'm like, fuck, just like, just going through it. And I think yeah. as an adult, it's more you're more in control because as a kid, I don't know, I feel like you're not that in control of the situation yeah. and you're too overwhelmed being like born and raised in like the Western world and whatnot. But I think, yeah, like the true was that and then it led up to the podcast and everything. I think that was the main. Yeah, yeah I think the definitely owing it to yourself to find yourself, like to find yeah. like your ancestors and like, like yeah. you said, being proud of where you're from. I think it definitely had a longing for it. Yeah. Like when mm -hmm. I went back to Samoa, I went to Samoa 2015 uh, for my sister's wedding, and I came on the way back. There was um an elderly lady that sat. There was a spare seat, and then her was an elderly Samoan lady, <clears throat> and I was just looking out the window, and and I just, I think I just had a lot of emotion come over me, and I started to cry, and I was like, wait, why am I crying? Like this is, I was like, crazy doing too much, but. <laughs> And then the lady was comforting me. <laughs> so nice. She was like, you know, patting me on the shoulder, <clears throat> gave me a tissue. And I think a lot of it was just a longing for a connection, yeah. like a longing to be accepted for everything that I am and who I am and not fitting like the religious molds and yeah, God, values yeah. of yeah. like, and you know, we've talked about so much about how a lot of, a lot of the like Fasam or like cultural values are from a, a religious focus and you know i'm just i think it was just me longing to be accepted for me in my existence without having to fit into into that 
um, <clears throat> getting emotional. No, <laughs> you no, know, it's, it's true. And even watching yeah. Montreal versus Sydney last night, I cried like the first. I cried like actually every yeah, like section. Yeah, showed like the Fijian one. I cried so. I was like so emotional, and I was like in the middle studying, so I was like yeah. more emotional. I was like, oh my god. Well, I was like trying to figure out like why was I emotional? What what was it inspiring in me? And I I realized to myself like when I cry about something, it's it's either that I haven't healed that trauma, yeah. or you know like I am really affected by whatever you know I'm watching. And I think for me, it was just like we're just all like what is it immigrate like we're just all out here being like of the diasporas of our own countries just trying to like find our community in australia and like i just see all of us like just trying to make it out here do our own thing and and find our our own identities here in in a country that's not ours I'm so envious you know, when I see the other so beautiful. groups. Like, I've never met a uh, Lebanese who can't speak, you know, Lebanese Arabic. I've never met, like, you know, Korean. Like, I'm so envious when the other migrants yeah. here are fluent, like our age and younger are fluent. Mm. And then it's just like, then you have to just accept that, like, you know, like I was like, how can my mom? My mom was like kind of a Fijian nationalist. Why did she never teach us Fijian? And then my brother's like, yeah, but then she's married our dad who was here from 16, like as if he's going to want his kids like you know it has to be both parents into it mm, for them to learn Fijian yeah. and then it's just like you have to get over that part where your parents you're like well they didn't do it like now I have to do it and it's so hard because it's like oh my gosh like I understand but I just need to speak it more <laughs> so I'm just like I know what you're fucking saying <laughs> literally we were at like with the island the Fijian place in Warwick Farm yeah and then there's two Fijian men next to us and then he's just like in Fijian he was saying he's like Oh, Polynesian girls look so different. Like thinking I'm not Fijian, <laughs> and I'm like, and he's like, yeah, they look so different to Fijian. I'm like, what the fuck? I was just like, I should have said them, but I'm like, I'm not confident enough in Fijian. Yeah, like, the minute we walked out of there, she's like, he fucking said something about us, and I was like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was just smiling at. I was like, hello. Because even like the, the person like in the Fijian store was like, <laughs> yeah, like the person in the Fijian store was like, oh, like just spoke to me in English, and he's like, oh, wait, you're Fijian. Have you had Polisami before? So yes, I'm Fijian. <laughs> Do I need like a passport? Yeah. It's Australian and it's conspired, okay? So, <laughs> these are her experiences. These are my lived experiences. <laughs> but every time it's like people talking shit and I'm like, you know I can understand you. Like I've lived with the fucking language my whole life. I know you're talking shit. It's like I was like, but yeah. But anyway, on a more less negative note. <laughs> so the biggest thing that I love is that you're both a Macquarie Uni and you both have roles in the Pacifica Student Association at Macquarie University. And to me, that is a great thing that anyone listening to this, any of the younger generation who want to pursue like university education, you've got your representatives here, no pressure. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, just before we begin, if you go to Macquarie University and you are of Pacific heritage, Please sign up. Sign up. <laughs> I will get the Instagram right now. I don't have we don't have we can't Christy and I can't afford a fact checker on the podcast list. Just two girls. Just two just two simple girls. So their Instagram is P A S I F I K A dot S A underscore M Q. So just in case Plug, that yes. you're wondering. And all the designs are amazing because naturally done by Millie <laughs> So the secretary is Amelia and Talia the treasurer? Yep. Yes. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> like, facts. That's it. <laughs> so it's great to see that there's like an initiative like to do these societies in university to also aid our community to have that support, to see a familiar face. And not this is not a race relations podcast. Okay, maybe it is a bit, but you know, relax, don't please don't Instagram DM us. But I think it's good that you have that at least that when the like there's undergrads coming up and everything or postgrad mm-hmm. people like can join. So what do you like have you found it being part of the society? Um, I think it's actually helped me a lot in mm-hmm. university. I think um, especially with a- academic spaces in general, mm-hmm. they're not necessarily very diverse. So entering something like tertiary education, it can feel very isolating at times. Yeah. Like I have like a majority of my classes or Virtually all of them, I would say, I'm, like, the only other person and maybe one of, like, a handful of people of colour. And so, like, designating a space or community 
where like you can all come together makes you realize that you're not the only person mm. in there because yeah it can be like very draining being like the only person with your lived experience in your background mm. that like you see other people like oh i'm not the only one here like they know like they know the exact same feelings i'm feeling and yeah just making those connections when you're new it's good to have like a camaraderie yeah. yeah camaraderie as friends not as in the other camaraderie that you're going to associate don't worry it's just something you're thinking again how long have you been a part of the um association for so this is my second year in the association and um yeah four 19, 19, 19, 19, 19. yeah three years oh three four ish yeah so i've been there since it began Nice. Yeah, so it's great. Yeah. And what's some of the feedback that you've had from like, um, what would you call them members? Like, of this, it's like, do you have um, people that come and go, or is it like people that have been around for since the beginning? Um, there's a lot of what um, our members usually when they come, they usually stay most of the time, especially the younger younger ones. But the ones that are usually doing like um, postgraduates or something like that, and like are, like mature students, mm. they it's so hard for them to find time. So you know they'll drop in here and there and stuff like that. Especially when we first started, there were more mature students than they were um, than uh, first years, I guess. Um, but over time, we've started to see more uh, young kids come in, which has been really good, um, and they're very what's the what's the word they're very like proactive and yeah so they're like they seem they got a lot of passion yeah, yeah. i feel like the thing we hear the most is like shock yeah. I, I didn't realize there were so many islander people that went to uni with me yeah so yeah like i think visibility is really important yeah, like, yeah. having groups like this yeah especially for a university that's in the eastern suburbs yeah like a lot of the kids they come from like out west oh well it's kind of like half and half oh because north northern suburbs say north nearly north shore isn't it like macquarie it's like past north sydney yeah Yeah. it's like near chaswood yeah that way yeah wow yeah so it's a lot for like a student alone because like yeah i think a lot of them it's i don't know for for me um in school i always wanted to go past uh western sydney university not that i have anything against them but i always wanted to take myself out of the islander environment and kind of push myself only to find out that like it's really fucking hard yeah <laughs> oh, it's like, so yeah. fucking hard yeah and so now i'm trying to like grapple on anything that's islander to like keep me going keep me sane because being the only brown person sometimes even the darkest person in the room is so bad like i remember my first year i developed a stutter because i just didn't i could i couldn't speak like i couldn't speak properly and i was very insecure about like what i had to input mm. for my classes and like my cousin um my cousin picked it up and was like wow you're stuttering a lot and i was like yeah i think it's uni and then yeah but over the years it's been much better we're in your like, fourth year hey yeah <laughs> you fucking done well sis That's yeah that, um, like fourth year macquarie uni yeah which is also um the head university for anything historical and egyptology if any historian <laughs> fans want to know <laughs> this is my input my friend who studies history like yes Selena is the fact checker the fact checker she is the fact checker. <laughs> shout out ancient egypt but anyway <laughs> But that's a big like because that's yeah the top like a top university too yeah you've done well for yourself especially like yeah. grappling on for as long as you have been you oh, know four years yeah i practically dragged her to come to macquarie because she was originally originally going to um auckland yeah yeah, yeah. second year second year hey I actually completely like changed degrees. So like I was actually studying social work at yeah. UOA, so University of Auckland. Yeah. And um yeah, I was just living alone was very hard. Mm. Like when we were talking about how even though my immediate family lives there, it's very um I felt very lonely in that yeah. space. I really missed being home here with everyone. So when I moved back I was kind of floating around, you know, working. How long were I did you like there? a tape course. How long were you there? Um like under a year. Mm. so yeah it was just like 
a very turbulent time, but I feel like I needed it to like really figure out what I wanted. So like when I came here, I was like, where should I study? I was like, let me get to Macquarie because Amelia's here. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you feel like one of the hard unis and you're like, I'm just going to go there and get in because I'm a bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, I'm just casually go in. <laughs> but that's so good. Like, I hope you guys like realise like the work that you're doing because like, you know, the younger generations need to see this and you both being part of the Pacifica Association, you know. And the work like, you're putting into it. Yeah. Because yeah. I feel like, I don't want to stereotype our people, but, like, when we were in school, like, if you were studying or anything, you got made fun of. Yeah. That's what really happened in my, in my, shout out Kingswood High. It was, like, not a, like, every, anything you do that's, like, studious, it's, like, they will attribute that to a white thing. And it's, like, I've done a, mm. well, I've done a my heritage test. I have no white ancestry. So this ancestry is all just me being a dickhead myself. Like, yeah. it's literally like I don't know why it was always like a trait that was attributed to like not being Pacifica yeah. because of all the stereotypes so I'm happy that like you're able to come on and to like explain yeah. like what we're doing or what you're doing it's been a long week in corporate finance yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. very overwhelmed yeah. um, so we're gonna take a quick break just yeah. like we'll be back in like 10 seconds because this is obviously a break for us but not a break for you um and when we come back we're gonna talk about we just want to talk about like for those that don't know what an association is i think it would be helpful for them to know and maybe some of the activities that you do um and then what else you're passionate about yeah you're looking towards. yes so we'll be back in like 10 seconds we'll <laughs> Yes, so we're back after those beautiful 10 seconds of a break. The longer for us spiritually. <laughs> I'm going through it, it's fine. I have fortnightly therapy, it's all right, whatever. Um, so we just want to discuss, like, so what does the Pacific Pacifica Student Association do? Like, you've been members for a while, both of you. Yeah. And so what are like the type of activities? Because it's good to just get a perspective on what these um I know there's like various ethnic groups within uni, so it'd be good to know. Was it similar to like just like organizing meetups and yeah. well not like social events, like bowling? Because I, I don't even know what like I never used to know what like an association or a society does. So I think if anyone wants to work it would be good to know so that if they do decide to you know, um go to a uni that they know what to look for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so societies or like associations or whatever, they're, they're there for the students. Um, it can be based on uh, cultural similarity or something that like you have a hobby in, something you're interested in. There's there's a K-pop society. There's, <laughs> there's, yeah, there's a K-pop society, an anime society. There's all kinds. Um, but for our one specifically, we just try and... Um, uh, bond all the Pacifica students together and make them realize that they have a friend um, somewhere in their field maybe or just in general on campus. Yes. Um, we also try to, um, we've recently tried to um, get them, uh, get the members to be more involved with things that are going over, uh, happening back at home. Um, mm, so good. we had a webinar about climate change with the former um, Prime Minister of Tuvalu um and his his perspective um yeah and it was it was really interesting and um we're hoping to do more like that in the in the future yeah. but yeah amazing that's so good <laughs> like because it is like alienating you know like i remember you mentioned like when you graduated like at uts like there was ethnics there but you were the only like pacifica person yeah it was so weird it was so <laughs> weird you know it's like i was yeah. looking for the yeah. the ulala list I was like, where are they? Where are they? No one, no, no one. one. I was the only one. I was like, oh, okay. All right. I was like, it wasn't like, out of my deck here. <laughs> I'm like in uni now, like two, and like one of my classes is so funny. My international financial crime class, shout out, financial crime. Not that I do it, but anyway. And then the lecturer literally said there's like 45 people and everyone is Chinese except me. And then he's like, just remember that some of your classmates might not know Mandarin, so maybe. Um, and I'm like, yeah, I wonder who that is. I wonder who that is. I wonder who's the one who doesn't know Mandarin. And I was just like, and then we did our presentation recently, and he's like, it's so good because he's like Chinese background as well. He's like, it's so good that seeing you guys like 
speaking confidence, like with your English, like trying, even though yes. English is not your first language. And then he just looked at me, he's like, well, five of you, English is not your first language. <laughs> and I'm just like, thank you. <laughs> but like that representation, like you don't. Yeah. Like I saw, like, I think I've seen like mm. Macquarie Pacifica work with like, cause I, would jo- I joined the UC Pacifica like group. And then, yeah. Oh, yeah. I you're, just, in Yusa, you're at Yusa. Yeah. Wow. So, so the demographics uh, just insane. <laughs> I, I'm an alumni of the UTS one. Really? When it, when it first, like, when it was first ever, yeah, I was like, okay. But then I graduated and then I left. Yeah. <laughs> but you still can be on the, yeah. like, the group pay, right? Like, after you graduate? Yeah, you can oh, be part of the alumni. Tonight. You can yeah, do that. that. The UC one's hectic, but they always meet when I'm at work. So I'm like, this for me. Yeah, so there's a collaboration between them. Yeah, because I saw, like, yeah, it was something like a webinar or something. I was the Tolomar. Yeah. How did that go? It was really good. Um, We just talked about different topics that um, we uh, felt passionate about. So, like, yeah, but we collaborated with um, other societies from other universities that are because is there UTS? Yeah, UTS. Yeah, and UTS US, was there. Yeah. Do we have one? No, they. Oh, apparently they did, and then they shut down. Uh, yeah, because oh, yeah. there just there wasn't enough members, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think my uncle yeah. said there was one because he went to UNSW in like the nineties, like early nineties, and there was one. But like he said, oh, he was part of one, and then I was just like, "Is this like that's really a long time ago?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, wow, I love yeah. that. So um, yeah. Is there anything that you that you are working on at the moment like with the society that you want to promote or bump up? Yeah. Um, we're currently doing a Mother's Day raffle. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so uh, please buy tickets. It's uh, one ticket for $2 or you can get three for $5. What a bargain. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the proceeds will go to like future events to um, help fund for our students so that we can um, do more fun events. We, um, and they can be fully paid instead of having them to having them chip in like yes. a few five dollars or whatever. But yeah, are you still selling good. t-shirts? Yeah. Okay. Um. Yeah. Yeah. They're all designed by Miss Tala over here. I keep wanting to get one. I please like <laughs> next time I message, I need to get one. Are <laughs> like, they on the Instagram? They're so hectic. Yeah. I love them so much. They're not in fact checking. Yeah. <laughs> That was like our first merch design. Yeah. It? No, it's really good. It's We're hoping really to good. do more in the future. But... Yeah, so we'll um we'll link their page uh, when we post up this when it's up, which is going to be tomorrow. It's been a long week for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some of us are hungover. Some of, yeah. us, <laughs> yeah. some of us slept in uh, today. So, um, but yeah, I guess leading on to that, I get one of our final points was, you know, is there anything that um, – you're passionate about or you know some important issues that you feel you know need to be highlighted at this point I think even if you talk about it and then you know it might spark conversations within people's communities or within their home but yeah is there things that you want to share that you might um that you feel passionate about or important issues (laughs) Any issues? <laughs> just start naming climate change, <laughs> world hunger, <laughs> um, YG's treatment, YG, Seattle Park bomb, and we've justice for Park bomb. We've just shared the Mother's Day raffle. It's not a live podcast. But we've just shared the Mother's Day raffle on the Two British Girls podcast. Thank you. So. If you know, you know. You should freaking know. But anyway, I sounded really hostile. So I'm so sorry. It's been a really bad week. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like anything that else that your climate change will hunger. Okay. Yeah. Um. Like anything else. Like it's that's not big enough. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like anything else. Like anything else. I think one of our future visions for like our society is that um hopefully eventually we can do outreach and go to high schools yeah. and promote oh, our society and promote yes. like students taking tertiary education because yeah. the actual num like percentage of kids that finish high school is low mm. and the percentage of kids that like or pacifica kids that go on to university is even lower than that yeah, yeah. there's only a small number of pacific island kids that pursue tertiary education so I think like just being visible and like creating spaces, yeah, like for specifically for Pacifica kids in these academic settings, 
um, I think it just also encourages not us, not only us as people who go to uni and like it does encourage us and make us feel more fortified and like studying more. But um, I think it also inspires people that are younger than us yeah. to see that it's actually a like possibility. Because mm. like I know for me personally, like when I was growing up, I couldn't really name a family member that was going to uni or studying. Everyone either just like went to work or started having a family stuff. Yeah. Which are all beautiful things as well. But like in like in our mind it's like not possible. Like we don't see it for ourselves in those spaces. Mm. So just being present and like having those spaces available. Hopefully that inspires younger people to actually seriously consider tertiary education yeah. and also consider early on. Yeah. Because early entry is a blessing. Oh yeah. <laughs> you can get early entry. Yeah. If I went straight into uni, my life would yeah. be so different. No, actually it's not crazy because like so many universities have things like that, like scholarships, early entry, mm, and like yeah. so many opportunities that are available. Mm. But because our culture doesn't have like a really established culture into going into tertiary education, no one knows about those opportunities that are waiting yeah. for you. Because parents mm. just want you to work straight away. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they like work. get real excited and about you finishing high school. That's the that we can say, like, if it's going to be problematic to some for us to say this, poor but us. I like how I include all of you. <laughs> it. My statement, but it's true, like, that parents concentrate on you working and then giving money back to the family here and overseas. Yeah. And that's like, it's a different world though. Sydney's the most expensive city in the world. So like you literally have to have the fact that we're still here. Yeah. Like, we like, made it this far. Like you have to have a career and anything like, but find it like a passion, like find something you actually like, mm. like don't be obligated to study what your parents want you to study. I say this so easily because I had relaxed parents. I need to, like, <laughs> I'm projecting again because everyone's like, yeah, it's easy for you to fucking say when your parents let you do anything. But like, I think that's the thing because I think a lot of parents think that too, like that mindset that, yeah. Oh, yeah. no, I'd rather just have you working and give you money straight away mm. than pursuing like tertiary education. Yeah. Well, cause it takes them, it takes you longer to get money. Yeah. yeah. I hear that. I hear. I hear their concerns. It's just finding the balance within your own family to have that discussion yeah, as to how yeah. you can navigate that between finding your dreams and living yeah. a fruitful life and also being able to give back to your family. Yeah. In a healthy way. Yeah. If you mm-hmm. want to learn more, listen to our podcast with Uncle Sebu about yeah, financial please. literacy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, because that one was really, yeah. Because it is a, it is a journey that I think uh, like people don't realize with us with our culture and our community, whatnot, like in regards to tertiary education. Yeah. So that's why it is a blessing to have you both here, like discussing this and saying, like making that a clear point that you do want to help the younger generations. And you probably don't think you're doing much, but by saying that, like, and having that representation, like they're going to see both of you and be like, oh, wait, like, so I can go to Macquarie Uni if I want to study, I don't know, Egyptology. (laughs) (laughs) Shout out ancient Egypt again. (laughs) But there's society, yeah, there's societies and associations like yours that exist throughout. So I think, yeah, just having that extra little bit of visibility on this space today, you know, will hopefully reach someone. (laughs) <laughs> and like if you need help like you have got Emilia and Talo here to offer support mm. you've got Cribs and I um, <laughs> to shit <laughs> to shit to, to shit, chat. shit shit uh, chat if you want me I can manipulate people to look at your resume because I'm like very manipulative but hopefully I'm like, damn my team leader knows that I have a podcast <laughs> <laughs> it's just like please I'm gonna bullshit again but yeah like there's so many resources and like in any industry too message us see this one i said you can message us on the instagram DMs yeah now is the time now the dms are open but if any career path like surely we can find someone in the community that will can network or help you yeah. with anything that you want to do and like how you're going to get there like see how much support there is like the younger generations coming up so it's it's like now the best time right now for our community how much progress that we've made that we're more than just you know, athletes and musicians, which aren't bad. Well, I want to clarify, they're not bad, but there's more to us than being, you know, molded into yeah. either being an athlete or a musician. Mm-hmm. Because trust me, I yeah. am neither. I'm like the only Fijian that can't can't sing. Like, I don't want to go on <laughs> a tangent. But yeah, yeah. And, the, and and every generation before us, we all, we learn from them. And yeah. We take yeah. And same with you guys, we learn from like. You learn, like you take away from what we've learned, put it into your. And you we know, learn from you as well, like and so on, and so on, and so on. Yeah, 
there's yeah i just mm. gone other days it's like oh someone's older they're more knowledgeable than me okay fucking relax no. eh? yeah. like fucking relax <laughs> like come on we can all learn from each other learning is such a beautiful thing and everyone learns every day if you think you know everything like come on <laughs> shut the <laughs> fuck up <laughs> okay okay sure okay sure yes <laughs> on that note any final words before we close up the this month's episode um like comment and subscribe <laughs> yes. podcast um follow us on instagram follow them on instagram and um yes <laughs> yeah and please look at our link tree for a petition for justice for to anyone yes. <laughs> oh beautiful well, we hope you all uh, have had a beautiful month so far and um we'll chat to you next month um till then be safe and be well and yeah take care of yourself and, uh, <laughs> see Goodbye. you <laughs> bye bye everyone bye, Thank you for listening to Two Brownish Girls. Two Brownish Girls is made by me, Talitha Twentapur, and Cribs. New episodes are posted on the 15th of every month, with some bonus episodes in between. Original music by Choice Vaughan. Feel free to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon at Two Brownish Girls. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. land.